G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the most intoxicating commodities on this planet is glory, recognition, fame, people smiling at you, patting you on the back, telling you how wonderful you are. Yeah, recognition is a terribly intoxicating commodity. Problem is, if we live our lives for recognition, we end up on a treadmill that we can't seem to get Thank you so much for joining me. Today we're going to take a look at this whole glory trap from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life. Just at the moment. Some people, to be honest, are recognition junkies. They live to receive a pat on the back. They live to have other people tell them how wonderful they are. And whilst in small doses, that's not a bad thing. Once it takes over your life, it's a terrible thing. The Bible tells us that we all have different personality types. That might surprise you since personality type is a contemporary term that you don't actually find in the Bible. But if you go to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 4 to 8, you'll discover there what theologians refer to as the motivational giftings. In other words, natural giftings that are hardwired into our DNA. There are actually seven listed. Have a listen. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness." Actually, if you look at any of the contemporary personality typing systems, they all pretty much revolve around those seven motivational giftings. A few years ago, I co-authored a book about the motivational giftings or personality types found in Romans chapter 12 called My Personality GPS. It was about locating or discovering your God-given gifting. In the course of writing that book, I interviewed one person from each of the personality types on this program and asked them all basically the same questions, and I was completely gobsmacked at how different each one of their responses were. One of the things that I discovered is that a few of those personality types really like recognition. If you've ever worked at a place where there's been a sales team, you'll know that the best salespeople are highly motivated by targets and bonuses and awards and rewards. That's what makes them such good salespeople. So the point is that we're all different, but we're all, to some degree, more or less motivated by recognition. As I said, in moderate amount, that's not a bad thing. But in a world that rewards success, it's all too easy for us to become recognition junkies. Imagine Jesus as he wandered around with with kind of rock star status, pulling the sorts of crowds that no one had hitherto dreamed of. 
Often, when he came to a region, he'd pull crowds of several thousand, which, given the small populations back then, meant that towns and cities basically closed down when he came to town. There would have been nothing easier than to let that adulation go to your head, would there? But have a listen to how Jesus reacted to all that. John chapter 5, verse 41, I do not accept glory from men. And again, John chapter 8, verse 54, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, he of whom you say, he is our God. And when he preached God's truth without fear or favour, we're told in John chapter 6, verse 66, that because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. Did he go chasing after them? No, because he wasn't interested so much in the opinions of people, because he knew that public opinion was a fickle and irrational thing. In fact, in John chapter 2, verse 24, Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. When Jesus said that the time was coming for him to be glorified, What he meant was that he was soon to be crucified. If we are always pandering to the opinions of other people, then we're going to be slaves to their irrationality, their variability, their unreliability and their sin. Now, now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a few trusted advisors whose opinions and sound judgment we pay attention to, but if we're continually seeking glory for ourselves... Then we become people pleasers. And from experience, again, I can tell you, that's a terrible way to live because you're always marching to someone else's drumbeat and all too often you find yourself with different people pulling you in different directions. You literally end up being torn apart. In my life, I've observed a number of people who are addicted to recognition. The old-fashioned term is vainglory. And it's a tragic sight. I used to be there too, always worried about what other people thought, what other people were saying, what what other people might be whispering behind my back. This is a form of idolatry because we end up putting our reputation above God's glory. And God, as things turn out, doesn't share his glory with anyone. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and the new things I now declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So here's a tip. If you're someone who is constantly being hurt by the opinions of other people, then that's a really strong indication that you have made an idol of your reputation. You know the pain that it causes you. You know that you don't want to keep living like this. It's time to give up your recognition and your reputation to God. It's time to stop living your life for other people and start living your life for God. Our reputations are an incredibly addictive and powerful idol. And like every other idol in this world, reputation will end up destroying you. Keeping up appearances is exhausting. And constantly straining for glory means that we're working against God because God doesn't share his glory with anyone. As I look back on my journey of of rehabilitation from someone who was so fixated on what other people thought and said about me to someone who these days doesn't really care, what I see is how God led me through this in his power. Addictions are something that we need help with and God is ready and willing and able to help you if you're making an idol out of your reputation. 
The more I read my Bible, the more I wanted to live my life for Jesus and the less I cared about what other people thought about me. Yes, I have some close, trusted advisors who keep my feet on the ground and who tell me the truth about myself. They are so important. But when it comes to the opinions of people out there, don't take this the wrong way, but I simply don't care. I've decided that I'm going to live my life for an audience of one, Jesus. That's it. And when you do that, people are going to criticise you and shun you and pull your reputation down. I've simply decided to stop caring. This is how the Apostle Paul puts it in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Am I seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? You see, if I was still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. That pretty much sums it up for me. If I was still pleasing people, the people who told me I shouldn't leave my consulting career to go and preach the gospel, the people who told me I should focus on myself and, and my financial future and my retirement... The people who criticised me, if I was still pleasing those people, I would not be a servant of Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, who are you pleasing? Who are you serving? Who are you living your life for? Are you really living out God's very best for your life? I mean, really? like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.